Hello, everyone. You are now listening to the Storm Connect podcast with Eno Ninja and also my new official co-host, Crunch. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Um, I'm your new co-host, as you said. I'll be on the podcast a little more often than normal. Uh, thanks to King's Eyes and Edo for the opportunity, and I'm pretty hyped to be on here. We're glad that you're here with us. So, uh, before we get started on this, uh, again, Storm Connect. This is about to, we discuss some gaming topics and anime series of our own interests, like Kingdom Hearts, Persona 5, Ruby, and so on forward. The goal we aim to accomplish on every episode is to provide insights on these subjects that are usually overlooked to spread awareness and learn more. This podcast <laughs> is definitely going to be a lot of tea moment. Today, it's time to spill the tea on the Byleth and Smash controversy. So let's just get right into that. The introduction to how they revealed Byleth and Smash. Yeah, I don't know about this one, man. Um, so as y'all know, Smash, uh, the new characters that we've been getting are have been all third party up until Byleth. Uh, so we've gotten Joker, Hero, Banjo, and Terry. Each from, you know, completely different games, different types of genres too, etc., etc. Um, I, I can't lie, this this direct was a little disappointing. I this is not even what I expected. I mean, yeah, I expected Violet to come out eventually, but like, as the final DLC character for the first Fighters Pass, I don't know, man. What do you think? So here's the thing that I want to actually address with this that I thought it raised some concern. Um, when they first introduced with Joker, Sakurai mentioned that Nintendo were the ones that selected these five characters, and when making these selections, like, you know, as people were making these requests to get in Smash, like, for example, Goku in Smash, he pretty much already stated that, like, characters like that, like, that are from anime and not, like, video game original based, they will not be in Smash. He wants to, like, make sure, like, this is a celebration for video games. And for the selection for the DLCs, they were supposed to be characters that are from, like, new franchises and not pre-existing franchises. So, when they revealed Byleth, I thought it was kind of off. And basically, as it turns out, of what we saw in the Direct, Sakurai mentioned that not many people in Nintendo knew that this was going to be revealed. So, it's weird that, like, we went from, like, Nintendo was the one that made these selections all the way to Sakurai smuggling an early version of Fire Emblem Three Houses. And I guess, you know, he's not exactly lying because Fire Emblem Three Houses, it is a new game. I just thought it would just not be a pre-existing to the bigger franchise as Fire Emblem, where we have Marth, Krom, Roy, all these characters from, like, different other, like, types of the, you know, mainline of the story. So, I found that extremely odd that Violence was was revealed as the final character to end off with this pack. I feel like there was something that happened, and for some reason you ended up with the first party choice out of nowhere when we were kind of given off with this type of impression. Like, regardless of what what this was supposed to be, I'm, it's not the fact that I have a, a huge problem of this character being in. It's just the fact that the information that we were told, it was almost like this was wordplay. A lot of wordplay into this. So technically he wasn't lying, but it was definitely not to what we expected. Yeah, like, to kind of carry off of that too, I mean, I now looking back on it, I think they started the pack way too strong because, I mean, Joker was announced 
and revealed at the Game Awards 2018, which is essentially literally like hours before the game came out, or the game came out, sorry. It was on December 6, 2018, I believe, and the game came out the next day. The Game Awards was running around like late nighttime, and when they revealed that, I mean, that set some incredible expectations. No one really expected Joker to get in because at the time, we were still pretty unsure about like what lengths Nintendo would go to to get certain characters in the game. And the fact that they reached out to get Joker, that is still beyond me. Like, my mind is boggled to this day still that he is in this game. You know, despite that I don't play him nearly as much, just because personally I don't find him that fun anymore, I still think it's amazing that a character like that could represent um, their game in Smash. And, you know, going forward, like, we got Hero from Dragon Quest, which was... I mean, long overdue. I, I was expecting him to be in four um, when they announced Cloud, but then we got Cloud, so we take those. And then Banjo is like one of those, finally, you're home. Like, you finally come to your true home, this fighting game. Um, so it was really nice seeing that. Terry, more of a personal pick for Sakurai. He definitely knows about King of Fighters. But Violet's strange because when he first was announced... And I was watching the direct, I streamed it, I had to wait a couple hours because I was in class, so I had to avoid social media and everything. I was let down. I was like, um, another Fire Emblem character, really? Like, why? But I, then I remembered, like, I really do like Three Houses. I, I've played through, like, one of the houses so far, and the story's cool. I love the characters. Um, you know, there's a couple of drag characters in the game, but Byleth personally, is such an awesome character. I actually really like Byleth, but, um, so I don't nearly have as much hate for him like I did with Corrin, because Corrin, I truly feel like was in the game for promotional reasons, because Fates was not out when he came out. Like, I think Fates came out, like, three or four months after Corrin was in the game, and I didn't appreciate that, because Corrin just, I didn't like the character at all. She felt weird to me, she was a really corny character, no pun intended. Like, I didn't like any of her movesets. I hated fighting against her in, I don't know, just seeing her, I'm just like, God, I am disgusted. But, like, Byleth, Byleth is cool and comes from a really good iteration of Fire Emblem. He brings, well, they bring, because it's a he and she um, alt, but they bring a lot of good songs into the game, too. And I feel like a game like that definitely was inevitable to be represented in Smash, but... As the final character in the pack, I still find that to be really questionable because clearly something happened. I personally feel like there was a character that was going to be added and it somehow didn't work out because Byleth would have been perfect for the second pack opening. Because, yeah, it's Nintendo-based and, um, you know, it's not a third-party character, but I still feel like doing it as the final character after we got four third-party characters in a row, I don't know how to feel about that. It makes me wonder if Nintendo was the one that actually selected this character or not, because, again, like, knowing the fact that Sakurai said himself, not many people knew, and all of the other facts that were mentioned into that uh, direct video, I just, I find it really hard to believe that, you know, this was supposed to be it. Like, again, I... As much as that, like, I didn't want any more Fire Emblem characters in because we already had enough, it was inevitable, especially with the high reception of Fire Emblem Three Houses that it got, it was definitely inevitable that there was going to be another Fire Emblem representation. I just did not expect it so soon, especially in this yeah. pack. That caught me right. off guard. Yeah, and, like, one thing I will give credit for is 
I really do think Nintendo picked some amazing characters. Like, when that bit of information was revealed, I was a little concerned because I didn't know what sort of lengths Nintendo would go to to get other characters in the game and, like, how much work would be put into them. Right. But I I really do think these characters are awesome. It's just... Biofez, the last one, is a little underwhelming. It's not a bad character to add. It's just a bit underwhelming. And then I think a good pivot to go off of that is, like, the way the community responded to it was very, very mixed. Like, I think this is probably the most mixed I've ever seen because there's, like, there was definitely, like, a definitive opinion about a character. Like, Cloud, like, oh, my God, hype. Corrin was mostly, like, ill gross. And then you have, like, Banjo, which is, like, even people that didn't want Banjo in were still, like, I gotta respect it. That is insanely cool that he's in the game. But Byleth is so weird because I have seen several opinions from different social media platforms like YouTube, Twitter, Discord. I- I'm not going to include Facebook because I don't really use it much. But Definitely if you guys have seen any sort of, like, bias in there, um, that'd be great to know, too. But, like, just off those platforms that I've been on... It's also been like, oh my gosh, Byleth is awesome. I love him and her in the game. They're great additions to Smash. And then some people are mad about it and be like, okay, well, first off, it's another Fire Emblem character. Like, why? And second off, the last character, that's so underwhelming. Like, I do agree with that bit, but the character doesn't look bad. It's just a very mid-tier character, I think. And I think the community is very separated on the addition of this character because... It's Fire Emblem, and also, um, what's the other thing? Besides it being Fire Emblem as the last character, like I stated, it's a little iffy. Now, see, I also want to bring this up, especially now that you enter to this, uh, the community's reception of Byleth into Smash. I will say, like, again, as Crunch and I, we have expressed, we're not exactly too thrilled or hyped about Byleth being in Smash like it's yeah it's a little bit underwhelming and somewhat I will say a bit disappointing though but the way of how others have made this type of reaction was definitely not a good one and it's very yeah. disgusting to see like again there was a lot of tweets that are floating around that Sakurai should be fired and that is wrong. That is just completely straight up yeah. wrong. Like, I'm gonna say this right now. Like, this man was responsible of bringing everyone back. He could have just done that and stopped from there. He didn't... He wouldn't have to do the DLCs and stuff like that. He could have just stopped from there. Because it's right. really... Especially, like, again, like, come on. Are you gonna sit here and tell me that you expect a snake to come back? Especially what happened with Konami. Did you expect Young Ling to come back? Peter to come back and stuff like that? All these characters. You're not gonna sit here and entertain this idea that... These characters were meant to come back, especially with the character cuts that were made in Brawl, and then when you enter the 4 and stuff like that, because there was so much controversy and, like, so much licensing, the trademarking and such, where the money goes. It's so much to do. And I believe that Sakurai has put in a lot of effort just to make this happen. And, like, with this DLC lineup, that's, that's like, an extra, like, kilometer. Not just a mile, a kilometer that Sakurai is making for the franchise. He could have just stopped from there, but... No matter what, you can make everybody happy, I suppose. But it's just really wrong to go about it, to act such entitlement, especially to... Like, because, again, it's one thing to set expectations. That's okay with it, though. But it's like, we got enough as it is. And right now, like, Smash Ultimate, debatably, it's, like, the best 
Smash game up to date as of right now in terms of like, you know, for what it's set for, for casual play and competitive and such. Like that game has been popping off since pretty much ever since its release. Yeah. I I was trying to think of something to say, but you basically summarized most of what I was going to say, so. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like, I'm I'm very disappointed, because, like, especially, like, looking at the YouTube video, like, if you were to go to the YouTube video right now for the Smash uh, oh Direct, gosh, yeah. it is the most nastiest, like, like and dislike ratio, and the, oh my god, I, I can't imagine. I have such feelings about that, because, okay, it's one thing to not like certain content that is coming there, but you have to understand that dislikes are incredibly harmful to a channel, especially if you start to reach over like the halfway threshold. Just because you don't like a character doesn't mean you have to dislike the entirety of the video. Like that is content that we got from Sakurai himself. This is a character that they worked hard on. You don't have to like it or hate it, but like, you know, just understand the fact that they are working above and beyond to please the consumers, which that's us, like competitors, casual players, College students, I mean, you name it. There are There's a different variety of people that play this game. And the fact that people are petty enough to go on Twitter and flex that they dislike the video is just disgusting. I don't get that mentality at all. Like, that's so toxic to go onto a YouTube channel and dislike it. Like, the purpose for that button, I feel like, is to take content off that is not suitable for YouTube or that is just not even downright bad, like bad content, but just... You can clearly tell that content made with ill intention. Like, oh, definitely. For an example. Yeah. Like, you know, the whole Logan Paul thing with, like, the, the suicide force. Like, that needed to be disliked because that is, one, not suitable for content. Two, the way he went about that was disgusting. And three, um, actually, I don't even need another reason. Like, you, you get the point there. But there's also videos like, you know, murder or, like, just anything that's graphic or copyrighted things that aren't your content. Like if you're stealing content from other creators and uploading them, that should be disliked or reported. Like that's what it should be used for. Not to express hate for a character. Like I understand it, the dislike button's there. You have the freedom to click that button if you want, but like be be mindful what you're doing. You know what I mean? I, I just find that so disrespectful. I'll, I also want to bring up with this point as well in terms of like, you know, basically disliking the content that it was there um if you're not aware of this um on twitter uh there was a tweet made by the dmc uh the devil may cry twitter account saying that there was going to be official the same day that the the final fighter was going to be revealed and of course everybody was just like speculating like oh it's definitely gonna be dante and stuff like that especially with the uh ambiguous uh thumbnail which sakurai is holding three fingers and such oh that must be a reference to devil may cry 3 so a lot of people were just it definitely upset a lot of people it was just poor poor timing in terms with smash and devil may cry but it is what it is and just because that there was these ambiguous tweets that were coming from nintendo and for devil may cry at the same time does not automatically mean that dante is in smash that was just speculation that was made up with among with the twitter users and People took it as fact, and for some reason, like, they still took it as fact, even after the reveal of Byleth, and I don't understand why would that be the case. I understand making that connection, but I want to consider it as a fact. That's just all, like, we will just have to wait and see. Like, there was nothing, nothing, anything confirmed by that point. No comments from Devil May Cry about it, no comments from Nintendo about it. 
They just said, look forward to what's going to be coming in these few amount of days. Same with Devil May Cry. And that was just it. We don't know what was going to be coming yeah. next out of that. And it's more about like, oh, when my character didn't get in and stuff like that. So, so just because they favored a Fire Emblem character again and such, I I must express that the distaste towards that. You can do that. But not yeah. in a way to where you must disrespect the creator the one that has brought a lot of people together and your favorite characters from favorable games that's just disgusting vile and pretty pretty arrogant i would say as well i could not agree more with that (laughs) and like kind of um besides like all the hate too i guess part of it could come towards the moveset as well like after the direct i kind of went back through it and it's like the, I guess one one thing I took out of that direct was I remember Sakurai was talking about like, you know, with all these characters that we add, it's not just to add another character to the game, it's to add a new mechanic that makes the player think and adapt. I, for that reasoning, I, I was kind of against like mechanics like burying, running, not being able to run through people, um, bringing back directional air dodge, um, having meters. Like, I get to most people that's like you know, pay-to-win type of, um, it's like a pay-to-win type of mechanic, but it's still a mechanic, and I think it's, it's really interesting to try and adapt to new characters like that, and then see where they stand in the game. Like, for an example, like, Banjo's Wonderwing, I think, is one of the most broken DLC mechanics, like, in this game so far. Oh, definitely. I know there's, you know, Heroes Menu, and then there's Joker, Joker Arson. Actually, I think that's the most broken, but second most broken, I think, is Wonderwing, because, like, you know, you would think with a, with a move like that, you could beat it with a counter, or you could beat it with a hit move, or like you could possibly um, out super armor, armor it, but literally all you can do is grab, and that's like the most ballsy option to go for. Because sometimes if you trade with that move, you're dead. There is no coming out of that. And on top of that, it, it can be kind of hard to punish too, especially when you shield, because they go past you too. And sometimes if you're not quick enough, they can just throw out a jab and, you know, get that past you. So, the thing about Byleth is, like, I don't see any sort of, like, insane mechanic that she, like, him and her have. Like, I guess the coolest thing that they have is the Uppy, which is basically, like, Joker's grapple, but Byleth actually goes up and then kind of kicks them depending on your percent. So, if you're at, like, low to mid, you're going to kick... You're going to get kicked kind of like upwards, which makes sense. And then if you're at high percent, it will spike, which is insane. Because there was a part in the direct where he was just constantly upping the opponent. And you can keep using the move. And even after you upbeat them, you can make it back to stage. Yeah, the follow-up, yep. Which is nuts. Like... I know Joker's at first was like, well, that tether's actually pretty good, besides the fact that you get gimped, because then your momentum, you don't have it anymore, so you just kind of, like, drown to the blast zone. But man, that thing is broken. Like, or, it just looks broken, like, based off of, like, a perspective, but... What I found really interesting with that, um, I mean, again, like, with that being said, like, Byleth, it actually... He, she looks very interesting to play. I love of like how creative that they went with this, especially like, you know, as they mentioned before, like, you know, they want to make it feel like as if like they're part or they came from from their respective uh, franchise. So they did a really good job with this. Uh, what I found really interesting, um, 
is specifically with Byleth, and then you compare it to the rest of the DLC characters. Sakurai has, like, gassed the rest of the DLC characters of, like, of what they could do or what the potential could be and, like, you know, how much, like, type of brokenness that it could reach. Byleth? Like, there is some good potential, especially to what it can do, though, but because of the time frame that he took out of it for, like, the good part of it, but then he also explained the bad part of it. He explained more of the bad side of using that sort of mechanic more than the good. So I'm just here like, ooh. Yeah, no, definitely not a high-tier character or whatever. Which, again, that that's another topic for another day, though. But I just found that really interesting. It's like... Are you really th are you really okay with how this character was designed, or do do you want to buff this a little bit more? I I want to answer that, or I want to know that question. <laughs> yeah, cause looking into the other moves too, like as I'm watching the direct, like normally, normally Sakurai pretty much gasses up the character, like not to the extent that they're top tier, but like the way he talks about moves with other characters is like, whoa, that looks cool, and it kind of skews a viewer's perspective at first about a move like when they were introducing um like you know i think it was heroes back air like looking at how big that move was i was like oh my god that thing is insane but it's really not that crazy but like the way he talks about it is very persuasive and it really does make you want to get this character and like put get your hands on him and see what's up but like with byleth it was strange because, yeah, he was talking about the moves. Like, he was talking about, like, how you can use different relic weapons besides the Sword of the Creator, which is the default weapon. Um, But they were talking about, like, how laggy it is and, like, oh, um, don't use this move. Like, especially, I think it was the down B or the side special, like, the big hammer move or the, like, axe move that he did. They were like, oh, yeah, it's a cool move, but, like, don't use this against, like, characters with counters. I'm like, what? why would you say that? Right? <laughs> like... Now, now that makes me not want to use the character a little bit. Like, oh, wow, I can't even use a move against a specific part of the cast. Like, I understand you have to have variety and, like, weaknesses and strengths. But, like, to ridicule a move like that? Like, I don't know. Like, obviously you can read a counter and you can bait one out and then you can use that move. Or even sometimes if you get, like, a random confirm or you read a recovery, like... You can still use it like that, but to say it in a direct, like, it's just so strange to me, like, to show off weaknesses like that. I guess, like, w like my final point on that is, like, I guess something that Sakurai probably did was he maybe wanted to show every aspect of the character, like, where the strengths are, where the weaknesses are, because I wouldn't blame him for that, because he wants to be truthful about, about the character. Like, he doesn't want to gas them up, and then they end up being, like, the worst character that's ever graced Smash. Like, I understand wanting to be honest, but... I don't know. There are some things he could have left out that we could have figured out ourselves. And that's something that I was like... Because I went back to the direct, and all I could do was... I had a list, like, a numbered list of the specifics that he mentioned as to how you can beat Byleth. After, like, he says... Oh, but this is the great thing about Byleth. But, and then you he mentions the b best way to counter and such. And then, like, you know, again, it's it's more than easy enough to, like, basically draw our own conclusions as to, like, well, is this character actually worth it or not? We, we Again, we don't have the characters yet. So we're just going to find out in about a few days from now because it comes out on the 28th. But even then, I'm just here questioning that. I'm like, wow, you're really being honest about it. I mean... More props to you on that. Like, yay, but 
do you really want to do that? That, that? That's crazy. But that that's bold of you. I respect that at least. So I, I'm cool with it. But it's just, it fell off. I won't, I won't deny that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know, I know I've been talking a lot of crap and technically Edo too. I know we, I know we've been kind of <laughs> like collectively talking some smack about Byleth, but I, the character's really unique and very true to the origin of the game that they're from. Like these relics are straight from the game and they work the way they essentially do in Fire Emblem Three Houses as well. Um, the stage is gorgeous. I actually love the stage because he picked certain areas out from the map in the main area, which is like the place you go to before you start doing missions and progressing in, progressing in the game. Like you go to these houses and talk to people and strengthen bonds, you know, upgrade weapons, etc., etc. And like the places that they picked were great. Like those are the main hubs of the area too. They included important aspects from the game, you know, certain people that are important. Like they added the house leaders and I gotta say, I'm like out of breath talking about this character, but the alt costumes are fire. I am so happy with the alt costumes because if you haven't seen them, you know, the default one is obviously what Byleth looks like. In the game, there is a spoiler moment. There's like a certain time skip thing that happens. Reason why I will not say for those that haven't played because obviously spoilers, but there's a time skip alter alternative um, costume and it looks great and it looks exactly like it was in the game and I'm so happy and then on top of that they added a reference to Sothis I think which was the older brother who was um he was this other character's brother I forgot what her name was but she's a tiny kid and then they also added the house leader outfits which is great because I love when they do costumes based on the origin of the game like there's a Edelgard um, costume there's a Claude one and there's a Dimitri one and they look great like they look so good and I'm so happy because I was so nervous they were just gonna make like boring random color swaps because like Terry's was kind of that but also had reference to his games but I don't know that that part made me really happy and that's kind of like brought it all together for me like I'm not incredibly hyped for this character but the work put into it I can immensely appreciate and i am very grateful for that speaking of looking good and the stage that comes with it i need to talk about this real quick because some part of it in the direct actually it kind of bothered me a little bit this is subjective to some people uh and to me but uh the stage i also love it as well but uh i'm gonna hope i'm gonna take this with a grain of salt because this was uh this entire thing was recorded back in november and we're in January right now. So I yeah. want to take this into account because I look at the background characters for the basically the stage for the Fire Emblem Three Houses that's going to come with it. They they kind of look like plastic. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I don't know what was going on with that. I don't know if that's like the finished product or just that's just how it's supposed to be. They, they just they look something about it looks off it just reminds me a little bit of like the plastic persona 5 characters in the background so i'm just like i'm really hoping they polished it a little bit more before the release like some of them look good but there are some others like probably i don't know if it's just the lighting but like there's just some of the characters where i'm just like you guys don't look right i i don't know the one that bothers me the most is claude he does not look right in that sunlight i don't know why there's just something about it yeah, that just looks I kind like of agree with that too because it 
it's just the sun like lighting reflection and i'm just here like is that supposed to even work like that? that that just looks weird i don't know so um the one thing i will appreciate uh that sakurai did not do this time because he did this in the last direct was he talked a good 10 to 15 minutes about background characters that they added and they did that for terry i'm glad he did not take the entire entire time for fire Emblem three houses so i it, it, like he he kind of just like you know briefly mentioned it, then just moved on with terry he just had like a whole speech for it like okay all right all right okay we're gonna sit here for an extra 10 minutes let's go <laughs> but um but that's but again like they're still like nice uh to have around and such like again they're still like trying to make the liveliness from that certain franchise that said so franchise you know complement the uniqueness of the character and the world that they're coming from out of it so i do appreciate that much of it so that's the only thing i really have to say regarding with the, the contents of coming from the world of fire Emblem three houses and byleth yeah and like at first i was kind of hating the whole like history background by the, behind the character but then i had to realize like you know there are some new smash players that really don't know about these characters so it's i think it's really nice of sakurai to kind of summarize the games without spoiling them and then on top of that like introduce mechanics that are true to their game i thought that was really cool like especially with um uh terry and byleth like they definitely did show um some inspiration from the games when they made those characters and i could kind of appreciate like the history a little more with terry but like i don't know i'm personally not interested in fire emblem like as a whole so I guess that's subjective, but regardless, I still do appreciate the, like, rundowns. I just wish they were a little more brief. But other than that, like, I think the directs these days are fine. So, that's also another thing I want to mention as well in terms of, like, how Sakurai introduces this type of world and what comes with the contents from this DLC pack. Um, I do like, I, I also have to agree with that point that, like, you know, he, you know, introduces that type of way that is true to the game as well. Um, cause Fire Emblem, not many people will know Fire Emblem if Smash was not a thing. And I believe, like, Sakurai has been, like, the main front force, the front face in order to promote Fire Emblem and got it to where it is right now. Like, I didn't yes. even know who Marth was and Roy when I played Smash Melee. I did not know who they were yeah. and such. And, like, when they kept adding on, like, okay, Sakurai is a huge fan of the Fire Emblem series. So it's starting to show a lot as we progress through the titles of smash so i was just here surprised i'm like he really must like this title and such and he really wants it to go out there because nintendo is not doing so much from the marketing for fire emblem so i feel like sakura is also kind of taking advantage out of that and that's smart he's doing a good job at that and especially to the high reception of fire Emblem three houses he already had a set done deal right there yeah i think that's great you bring that up because he even described it in the direct himself. I remember he was mentioning that Smash won like best fighting game of the year, which well deserved, by the way. Like this, this game, you could say what you want about it. You might not like mechanics or whatnot, but like it is a really good game. It's really good, and personally, I believe it's the best game in the entry, like in the entire series. But you know that's subjective too. But I liked how he was describing it. Like you know, some people are calling it a fighting game. Some people are calling it a casual. But rather, he expressed it as a celebration of games, which is so accurate because, you know, I wouldn't have even known about, like, half of these characters had it not been for them being in Smash. And Smash is a great game that's also popular, too. Like like you said, 
I didn't even know about Fire Emblem until I played Marth and Ike and Brawl. I didn't even know jack about Star Fox until I played Fox a little bit. I didn't even know anything about, like, Meta Knight or DDD because I never really played Kirby like that. And I didn't even I didn't even know who Snake was until Brawl. And then I actually got a little bit interested into his games. And I'm not a huge fan of them, but, like, I can see why people really like, you know, the Metal Gear um, entries. Like, it tr- like, that's a great example of it being a celebration of games. Like, he's celebrating popular figures in games and just the gaming community that have um, contributed to some of the best moments as well. Like, you know, Zelda is a very well-known title um, that deserves to be recognized. Star Fox is as well. You know, Kirby, obviously, he made those games, so he needs to bring that rep as well. And then third parties... Um, you know, Snake, obviously, like, I think that's great representation. Final Fantasy, like, his his library of games that he has plays, that he has played in the past, um, are really brought forth in this game, and you can kind of see his interest in these characters. Like, I feel like when he adds characters, he doesn't really care what other people think, but rather, he adds characters that he finds to be um, heavy contribu- contributors to gaming history, and... You know, I think that's really awesome. It is, and uh, it that's why, like, I can see why, like, Sakurai has mentioned that he feels a little bit conflicted to how it's viewed, though, but it's the best way to describe it. The celebration of video game franchises, and he, again, he's responsible for, like, pulling this in of these worlds and such, colliding, like, because this is, like, one of, like, the biggest, like, video game collaborations ever with you bringing all these worlds in and such. Like, again, we're, we have over what 990 soundtracks i believe something crazy number like that so you have a crazy set amount of numbers and there are some crazy collaborations that nobody expected like again not just with the persona 5 and final fantasy as just per mention which i'm gonna get into that a little bit later which i think it's still cool i can see why it would disappoint you know smash players in a way but it's still cool because it's like an opportunity since this is like the big hit, the big moment for Smash. And Sakurai has also mentioned this before, it's the fact that we may not have an opportunity like this ever again, especially if there's going to be another Smash. I feel like this should be it. Like, this is perfect as it is. But... Yeah. No, I, no, I was going to say, I do agree with you. Keep oh, going, yeah, keep yeah, yeah. So, like, the fact that, like, he mentions that this is not the only Smash... That just brings me to a concern. It's like, I don't think I want another Smash if this is the only opportunity that we're going to have here. I think I want to stop here. I would be okay with it. The gameplay and everything that comes with it, and especially the love and care that Smash Ultimate has received, we're done. We're cool. You don't need to do anything else beyond that point. We are done here, and we would shut up. That's all. DLC, maybe, if you want to do that, but that's it. We're good. Yeah, like, he literally mentioned that, like, um, Iwata's, essentially his last wish was to make Smash Ultimate, and I think he played part of, like, why everyone's back. I think he really wanted all the characters from past games back in one game. Like, I I really think that if there's going to be a last game for either a long time or forever, it should be this game. And they should just continue to add on to it when they can or just finish up with these dlc characters because this game has so much potential and i don't think people really understand that you know when you're bringing dlc into the game you're not only getting new characters but you're also getting the game patched like 
problems that existed in the beginning of the game were either fixed or, you know, unfortunately some things were kind of ruined, but, like, overall this game has been fixed up to be playable, and I do like it a lot. As much as there, as I don't like some of the mechanics that the game does have to offer, regardless, it's still enjoyable. Like, there are characters that I love playing in this game, and that suck me into it and uh, make me want to keep playing, essentially, but, like, you know, besides all of that and then Byleth, um, I just, I just think the me costumes this time around were really yes, good. Yes, let's talk like, about that, actually, the me costumes. That's actually the next one I was going to get to. Yeah. Yeah, like, so last direct or direct before, I can't remember, we got Sans, and he looks like, I love these me costumes, like this type, because it's not just adding a, you know, like a hat or a shirt and then calling it a day. Like, these are, like, legitimate, like, character models. And the most recent one that was uploaded was Cuphead. Now, I know most people would probably argue, like, wham, 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 we didn't get him as a character, but thinking about it, like, I was thinking about the origin of his game, like, the way he plays, like, all he does is shoot and move. You can just do that with Gunner. <laughs> and Gunner has a wide variety of different projectiles that you can customize. And not only that, but they gave us, like, the full model for Cuphead. So it looks like you're really playing Cuphead. And I can appreciate that immensely. Because it's similar to, like, um, it's similar to Sans. Sans is also a shooter because in his games, like, when you do fight him, he's a very projectile-based uh, character. And he's got, like, a bunch of blasters and stuff. Um, same thing with Cuphead, like, he's a shooter. So, even though we are still playing me, Gunner, like, it, it does feel like, it really does feel like the characters in the game. And they come with their own music, too. Like, we have freaking Megalobania and Smash. I was memeing about that. It's a thing. Like, it just amazes me that even with, like, me costumes, like, the new Assassin's Creed one we got, and, you know, some of the old Mega Man costumes that we got as well. Like, there's work being put into them, and I can appreciate it immensely. I, I love the new costumes. And, you know, I I understand why there are some people that see it in a way of disrespect, but I don't think it should be really seen that way. Like, that's still, like, a great opportunity to be featured in Smash. Your own creation of, like, a very, very small game compared to, like, the AAA games and such. There was an opportunity to, like, put it in, in a way and still make it at least feel, like, unique as if, like, it's treated as the same way as the rest of the characters and such, you know? Seeing Sans and mm -hmm. Cuphead, it's like, wow! And you look at them in that type of engine and how they are in the game, it's just, it's a blessing to see. It's eye candy. I just cannot express yep. enough, especially the fact that, like, I remember seeing the statement from Toby Fox, like, he was just happy. He doesn't care if he was his own character or not, he was just happy that... Undertale, his own creation, had some type of representation for it. And that's all you could ever ask for. Not just, like, a spot for, you know, as a slot character that should be revealed for the next Smash. That makes people go, like, whoa. Like, honestly, seeing Cuphead, that got me more hyped for, you know, the Smash Direct than Byleth itself. It was so cool to see, like, these smaller games are actually, like, you know, getting some type of recognition. It's like, wow. So no matter what, nothing is out of Sakurai's reaches that way. And he still acknowledges it and respects it. He will still treat it with care. I that's what I love about the Smash series, especially with Smash Ultimate particularly. Yeah, I gotta get that indie rep in there. Mm -hmm, definitely. And hopefully I get to see more with that later because 
I'm not gonna lie. I'm starting to get a little bit tired of seeing the Mega Man, uh, like these lookalikes. Like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like there are some ones that, like, I'm like, did we get this one before? Like, because I'm pretty I know, sure that's exactly we have. what I was thinking. Like, especially like during that direct and like Smash Four, I was like, oh, awesome, Mega Man X. Oh, oh, cool, EXE. <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, Mega Man. Forever, oh, awesome! Another Mega Man, Sakurai, stop! Like, like he just keeps going. But I mean, I guess there's different like iterations of Mega Man that are widely appreciated and respected. So I could understand why he adds it in there. That's a lot. (laughs) I know, and like that also makes me think about like, like okay, do you remember in Smash Four the final me costume was Gino? I do remember that. Yes. So that's an example of kind of like a letdown costume because the way it was made is not the way that Sans and Cuphead were made. They were made as like a hat, a costume, and a blaster. Obviously, they looked custom made, but like you could still see your own face, which was very unsettling. And I, I'm wondering if Sakurai realized that now, like, oh, ew, like, that is pretty gross. Let's just actually make, like, a full character model. Because if Gino doesn't get into Smash, I do think he'll be a costume at some point. And even if he's just, like, a full, like, his full models in the game, I would not mind that at all. Like, that's still cool. And you're getting that rep in there, even if it's not a character. Yeah, definitely. I'm just glad. Now, I actually did not know that that you brought that up uh, as the way of how it was being treated. But now that you mentioned that, I could definitely see why that could be, in a way, a little bit like kind of undermined value compared to how we have right now. So I feel like like they're gonna continue with that momentum, and I hope that they do. Not just make it, anyways. Um, but uh, also another thing that I also want to bring up. <laughs> I had this discussion with Crunch uh, before we got onto this podcast. Uh, Assassin's Creed costumes. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was so weird. I do not blame people that were struggling to recognize that it was Assassin's Creed, but like, come on, it's the hood. Like, the hood is so iconic, and like, just the costume in general. But I think it's also Nintendo's fault for like kind of rewording it. I think at this point, everybody knows that it's essentially based off of Assassin's Creed. But the title for it, instead of it, you know, like, when they introduced Cuphead, it was Cuphead. When they introduced Sans, it was Undertale. When they introduced, you know, all the 500,000 Mega Man costumes that we got, it was, you know, Mega Man in their title. But they titled it Altair, which was strange to me. I guess it makes sense, because there's different assassins in the game. Like, the first one is Altair. He's the... Like, he's, he's the most well-known. And then there's the one that kind of runs through, like, a simulation, which is, like, Ezio. But just call that Assassin's Creed and then mentioned in the title too that it's the Altair version because it would have been more satisfying to me had I seen the um what's it called if I had just seen Assassin's Creed like the logo would have just been like oh that's so sick yeah because I was so confused because like the first thing that popped into my head I was like oh, okay Assassin's Creed and then I look at the title like, of who Nintendo was collaborating with. I was like, wait a minute. Why is the title that? Is there something I'm missing? Did Assassin's Creed get, like, a new rebrand? Because I was like... Because I don't know anything about Assassin's Creed. I just saw it as it is. I was just like, okay. Um, I don't know if they still fall up in the same way or if they're the bull like Assassin's Creed. Because I didn't pay much attention to that. 
And because again, like I only know Assassin's Creed for that title specifically, not for the origins of it or like the first title or whatever that was part of the like the main line of the games for it. So that just threw me off for a little bit. But I thought it was just very interesting to point that out. It's just like, okay, you could have just said Assassin's Creed, but go off Nintendo or whoever was responsible for this. Okay. <laughs> go off, sister. Go off. <laughs> so calling Sakurai's sister is so strange. <laughs> Don't. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, on period, go off, sister. No! Like, <laughs> but yes, um, I hope that they do continue with this momentum with the meat costumes for this. Because uh, right now, like, this is extremely, really, really good. I love how they've been doing their presentations for it. And again, no Mega, no more Mega Man. I'm done. I'm done with it. Please, God, please, just stop. Please just stop. stop. I want to see more other things from other than Mega Man. I know that like it, it has some good shit. Don't get me wrong, but no more. We're done. I know. I'm done with it too. And uh, I don't know. Like that. That part of the direct was great. And then, obviously, I think this is the moment that I think a lot of people maybe that listen to this podcast are probably waiting for is like the final announcement that we got was. I can't believe I'm saying this, but we're getting six more characters. What the fuck? That number surprised me. That, okay, so I was expecting it to be, if they were to add more characters, I was thinking, oh, you know, maybe they'll add, like, a couple extra ones, like, three more, and then they're done. This man is adding six more, and the time we get them all at that point is supposedly December 31st, 2021. What? Dude. Not only does that mean we are getting more characters, right? We are getting more patches, which is crazy to me because now I have a little more hope for like fixing certain aspects of the game. And on top of that, the game is going to live for a little longer now, which is just wow. That, that, that is just so crazy to me that he's adding another character pack, which I believe he stated will still include stages and music. Is yes, that that's correct? correct. It's still going to be the same way. Okay, and you're positive about that? 100%. Wow. Like, because when, do you remember when they first announced it on the Terry Direct? And at first we were like, oh my gosh, like, you know, more DLC characters. But there was like a side note on the bottom. And I think I misinterpreted it. At first I was thinking, oh, we're only getting the character. Like, feels bad, man. But, like, no, we're, we're getting the stage and more music. Like, what? And it's a lot to come out of, too. Because there was not that much of that type of treatment with the rest of the characters back in Smash 4. We remember that history with it. But, like, with this, like, they're, they have been going off. And they're working so hard for it. And that's something that really concerns me. Is Sakurai... Vacation, please. I, I I I already had enough with this. Yes, please. Like I there know. are, I can see the bags under his eyes. Like I have a Bro, problem. That man is losing sleep. Please let him hang out with his wife. I am begging Make you. Him. Please give that man some love time with his please. wife. Like, just come Send him on, on vacation. Bro. Force him on vacation, please. That man is so hardworking and deserves a break more than, like, anyone else that I know on this earth. Like, that man just gives to the community, no questions asked, regardless of what he gets on Twitter. He's just there to give and make people happy. And I just want to see that man rest, because it's got to be so much work of course, for this game. And he's even worked through, like, holidays and off days. Like, he's he's sacrificed off days to make these Sick games. Sick days, like, too. At one point. I just don't... Like, if that were me, I would have been like, you know what? I'm going to just take a break today. Like, no, that man was... We're sending him grind. home. 
Yeah, please send that man home. He's sick. <laughs> He's got the flu. So, yeah, they they are going to be, like, with packs with that. Not just a character. There will be packs as, as well. So it's going to be nice that there's going to be more additions to it. So that roster and the stage list is going to look pretty nice to look at. It's going to be very eye candy. Um... So that brings me to a lot more hope for some of the characters that I do believe in Smash, though. But I also want to mention this as well for other people. Uh, Sakurai has made a little bit of a comment about this, but uh, Sakurai does not give a flying fuck whether if the character is popular or not for it to be in Smash. If he finds that Setso character to have very a unique style that he can incorporate into Smash, he will do it. Not just by fan popular oh, choice, and he he actually like has proven that with again Piranha Plant. <laughs> so yeah, like that that was probably the most random DLC, but I don't use him that much because personally he doesn't really fit my like fun criteria. But I know there are like plenty of other people, you know, as you may know, the whole Plant Gang meme originates from Piranha Plant. I, just a random ass character, but like it's kind of dope to see him in the game. I'm not gonna lie. This is basically a message, is the fact that, like, you you guys, like, he appreciates the, the support that he's been getting for the game. You know, he enjoys it, and that's why he's doing his everything and putting his love and care for it, and many people in the Smash community appreciate that. I hope there will be more appreciation, especially to a lot of people making the nasty comments, though, but they're irrelevant. But anyways, um... Right. My thing is the fact that, um comments like you know bringing hope for source for smash dante for smash and stuff like that i'm hoping that's not debunked right now because again like there was even that he also made a little bit of a subtle comment in that video the recent video is the fact that like you know don't try to like make these requests and stuff like that especially on twitter because they're gonna do what they want to do at the end of the day and it's your choice to support it or not and it's also your choice to buy it with your money or not you know so you don't have to play this game. You don't have to support it as such. You could just simply not purchase it or just go off and spend your leisure time on something else. But it's, it's just obnoxious. It's just like, you know, again, it's super entitled, especially we got the biggest surprises. Cloud, per Persona 5's Joker and such, Dragon Quest, Banjo, you, you name it. And it's already enough, like more than enough and all these characters added in. So you can't come here and tell me that Sakurai owes us jack shit. Exactly. So, but I just want to mention that right now. It's like, whether the character is popular or not, like, we just have to hope for it. Just don't harass him or the development team for it, because that's ex it's, it's extremely wrong. I'm pretty sure if you guys were working so hard on, like, the most anticipating title for the additional content for it, you would not want to be harassed for it either. <laughs> I mean, who would? Like, you're making a game for everybody, and then the next thing you least expect is just people being like, ah, your content shit, I don't want to buy it. It's like, yeah, don't buy it. Like, that's why it's given as DLC. It's an option. You do not have to buy it. I get... One thing I do understand, though, is, like, the whole, like, completionist mentality. Like, you have to have it because you feel like you'll have the entire game. I'm the same way, so, like, no matter what, I'm going to buy it. But, I mean, you don't have to buy it. You can just stick with the characters that you want to have. Like, it's not really a waste of money. Like, I mean, if you've bought in the expansion pass or the um, the fighter pass and you feel like one of the characters is, like, not your forte, it's like, well, yeah. I mean, the characters, they're not going to all be the same character, like, same type of fighting style. Like, 
these are unique characters and they're different and they're gonna they're going to what's the word they are going to target certain uh consumers like if someone likes being a aggressive attacker then this one's for you if you like a bunch of jank shit happening at the same time you can play hero if if you like being really aggressive you can go joker or if you like that shoto style where you're patient but hard hitting it can go with terry like there's a bunch of options for you you don't have to play every character like you're not you're not forced with a gun behind your head sakurai's like oh you better play this character or i'm gonna pull the trigger and you're like <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly like just play the character you want and if you don't want it don't buy it it, yeah, and I understand that, like, it also incorporates to, like, you know, fighting against the character and competitive and stuff like that. Well, that's something that you're just going to have to learn to deal with, especially, like, you put your interest in that game and such. And, again, this is, at the end of the day, like, you have a choice to make. He also has a choice to make and such. And uh, there, there is a lot of comments that were also brought up to my attention that, as well as, like, well, they should have expected this and such. And I'm like, you're completely right that they should have expected that, and they know that. That's the thing, though. It's because that they even subtly, humbly even, humbly acknowledge that through Twitter and in that Smash Direct. And it's just like, again, yeah. like, especially, like, that's the one thing I love is the fact that, like, especially no matter of, like, how much, like, it could be so aggravating to receive those type of comments and the harassments on Twitter and stuff like that. They still do that with a smile and with such humbleness. And that's, like... Wow, that's how you kill somebody with kindness that way, especially the ones that act very entitled. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Facts. So, uh, other than that, um, I'm hoping for Sora for Smash. Uh, that just gave me a little bit more hope for it, but if it doesn't happen, uh, I'm going to go cry about it. But, I mean, I already got Joker, but, I mean, again, I want my boss Sora. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we still don't get him because... Uh, I've actually seen, like, a lot of people bug him on Twitter for that character. But, like, one thing that's kind of confused me, like, I'm not gonna lie, this is kind of confused me, is, um, just, like, the way they bring about it on Twitter is just so gross. And also, um, oh, what I was gonna say before that, though, was, like, why people hate Sora. I'm still kind of confused about that, because... I get if you hate a character because you don't like their game, but some of the people that don't want him in Smash, it goes even beyond just, like, Disney's inclusion in Smash. It actually goes to, like, I don't know, it's just weird opinions. Like, some people, like, love the game, but just absolutely do not want him in Smash Ultimate. I... I don't know, like, have you seen anything about so that? So, what me? it is, I think this argument is completely invalid. Um... It's because it's really hypocritical because, uh, of course, like with the, I'm definitely going to use violence as an example here. You know, you, you have a high reception to people wanting Sora for Smash and, you know, uh, but there's a huge amount of people that disagree with it because he wields a Keyblade. So because he wields a Keyblade, he will be treated as a sword fighter character. And uh, with Byleth and such, there were people that were really happy about it, and some people that were really, like, angry about that. But, you know, it's just the fact that, like, they feel like Sora would not have that much uniqueness to it and such, or he would ruin, basically, the purpose of the franchise, which I don't really see how that would. Um, so, because, again, all it really is is just adding the character, their type of world, their play style, and the music. That's it. 
Nothing else beyond that. Oh, and of course the spirit board. Who could forget? But beyond that, yeah. it's just the fact that, like, you know, like, if you're really that concerned for a character's playstyle and such, all because of, like, you know, more additions to sword fighters than, you know, brawl characters or, like, you know, characters that are more of ammo type with bows and arrows or, like, you know, Samus's gun and stuff like that, please stop. <laughs> we have at least... Uh, we're reaching to the 80 character mark for Smash Ultimate. At this point, it really doesn't Eesh. matter. So, unless there's something that I have not been seeing, because that's the only argument that I've only seen for Sora, is the fact that he's just another sword fighter, and many people don't want that because that just ruins the uniqueness and such. They want to see something, you know, more fresh. Either a whip or something. Something just brand new. We're kind of getting that, in a way, with Sora. And again, if you don't believe me on that, play the games, and you'll find out you're for yourself. Yeah. Okay. That's some good perspective you've added there. I, I didn't really... I wasn't really, like, totally well aware of that. Like, I thought people were just hating just to hate. And I guess that's part of it, but that also makes sense, too. Right. So, um... It, it's just that, and, uh... I don't know. I, I just think that it's just a bit much for... Especially, like, the fact that there was a fence over. Especially the fact that now, at one point, it even trended on Twitter. Which, it was crazy. Yeah, that, that was unfortunate. So, but the only thing I want to say for my anticipation, hope to God, uh, I want to bring this up with people if Sora does not get into Smash. There could be three reasons why. One, it's because probably the harassment on Twitter. Two, this will most likely be the case Disney said no, ultimately. Or three, which you need, you definitely need this, especially if Disney says yes, Tetsuya Nomura was the final one to say no, because he doesn't agree of how the character is going to be played out, and Sakurai wants to ensure that, though, but if Nomura doesn't feel that way, then that deal is not going to happen, is essentially of what's being said here. Hmm, okay. I mean, I think Sakurai could come up with something, because, I mean, especially in his games, he's very, like, Sora's really cool, like, you have, you know, magic points, there's certain form changes, limit form changes, his base attacks, like, his movement. He's got, like, he's got different ways you can make him. And I, I think either way, um, Nomura would be okay with it, but I don't know. Maybe they're just stingy over there. It depends, either or. It really, yeah, it really depends, again, like, if, if everything goes well with the trademarking, the copyright, the music, and stuff like that, and everything else that comes with it. Because I'm pretty sure, like, again, like, Nomura and Sakurai, they already had a good relationship when they started having Cloud and Smash. And if you want my personal opinion, do not take this as a fact. I feel like that was, like, the first step if we want to cross over to, like, the bigger step of Sora and Smash. Because that one's going to be a lot more difficult, especially the fact that Sora is owned by Disney, not Square particularly. But the one who created Sora is Nomura. So, in a way, it's 50 with Disney, but also 50 with Nomura, because Sakurai wants to respect the creator of, you know, who created the video game character as we all love and know. As for some people that enjoy the series, that is. But with that being said, um, there it's basically those three main factors that are actually going to come with it. I can't think of anything else that would pretty much oppose with that idea. Uh, maybe the fourth one that Sakurai is just not interested. Maybe that's another one too. But I doubt that will be the case. It really just depends of like what each party envisions if the deals can work out and actually putting it out there 
those are basically the three-step process that we're kind of like going through especially like you know sora is pretty much a collaborative uh effort between with square and disney so adding smash into that and such it would be a bit difficult but i'm pretty i'm the one that's having a lot of hope that it could happen at least for me it's going to complete my roster but if it doesn't it's okay because i'm already happy with the roster as it is especially joker in smash that's enough for me yeah so um other than that i can't really think of any other characters that would be in smash because we pretty much got like almost everybody like again like you want to put dante from devil may cry or nero from the new devil may cry the fifth one um i don't know any other else because it's like you know i can't think of like anything that's like big or like master chief or i i don't know like there's just so many ideas and the fact that there are six of them there are six characters that are coming so it's like holy crap like it could be anything it could be from like a, a video game character that we probably have again like terry he, nobody knew, not many people knew Terry from King of Fighters until, like, it was added into Smash. So, it's examples like that is going to be what's going to make the year extremely wild. And I cannot wait for it. At least, uh, that's just me. And I'm already putting in my money for Fighter Fighters Pass Volume 2. Um, oh, yeah, that's also one thing I want to mention, too, though. But I'm putting in my money for that. But not everyone else has to. And that's exactly what I like that Sakurai has mentioned it's the fact that, like, I know it's the fact that not many people know about this, but if you really want to take the risk of, like, buying this whole set and such, you can. But you can also wait until the characters are revealed to see if you want to purchase it or not. And I like that he addressed that very well. It was done well. It was delivered nice. And I just hope people would really take that message into, you know, to the knowledge of that. Because it's all about, like, you know, again... It's crunch, as he said earlier. It's all about, like, you know, completions, having the complete roster and stuff like that. I understand that, though. But I think this man needs a lot of support, especially to how much efforts that he's putting into and how crazy that he said that he's willing to do for Smash Ultimate. That's the only reason why I'm putting in my money into it, though. But not everyone else has to. So the whole thing of feeling obligated to don't have that type of mentality. This is absolutely your choice to do this, to make that purchase, to make that transaction. Other than that, you can't get mad at anything else except with your own self beyond that point. Yeah, I mean, that's on you if you like the character or not. Like, you're not really controlled um, to, or forced for that matter, to even like the character. Like, it's up to you. You don't have to do it. You don't have to buy the character. And... Yeah, I, I mean, there's not much to say about that, so. All we could really say is the fact that we're just anticipating for the six characters, and it's a lot, and like I said, after the six characters, I better see a vacation. I do not want to see Sakurai making another game or more DLC content and such, but after, <laughs> he can do that after he takes a vacation, and I don't want no one week, two weeks, no, I need three months, maybe five, no, a year. <laughs> I don't know, just any time for that man to go eat a bowl of ramen or whatever he eats. I don't know. Just go eat your favorite food and chill with your wife and just have some fun. Mm -hmm. And don't think about this video game. Exactly. You did great. Because it's really... It, I, I Like I said, I understand that like it's his passion and such. But like, please, just sleep. 
because I, I was really worried about that when he mentioned at the end of the uh, Smash Direct. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm I'm not going to feel good. Like, because I, I am supporting the series by, like, giving him the money. Because, again, I personally believe Smash Ultimate deserves more than $60. That's why I'm putting in a lot of money for the DLCs and stuff like that that's being offered. Like, it's just like, this is so... This brings a lot of hype and joy out of me to see this happen. Because I love this so much. I love Smash Ultimate a lot. And I'm just happy to express that here in this podcast with Crunch about it. Me too. So, with that being said, uh, let us know what you guys are anticipating for the next characters uh, for Fighters Pass Volume 2. Uh, other than that, that is going to be all for the podcast episode. If you are listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a five-star rating if you enjoyed this podcast. Hit up the Storm Connect Twitter, uh, at StormConnectEN or other platforms this podcast is on for feedback on the show and such. This is Eno Ninja. And this is Crunch, your new co-host. And we will see you guys next Wednesday. All right, take care.